The Drunken Disorderly Podcast brought to you by North Spokane CBD. Have you ever tried CBD or hemp buds? We have a great deal for you. Use discount code DRUNK at NorthSpokaneCBD.com and get 15% off your order. NSCBD offers pesticide-free, high-quality, third-party tested cannabis-derived CBD products. You won't get none of that vitamin E death lung shit here. This is high-quality stuff. So remember... Discount code DRUNK for 15% at NorthSpokaneCBD.com. Aaron, tell them what flavor to get. Oh, get the cherry pie. Get the cherry pie all day long. It's my absolute favorite. Shit smokes great. It's good stuff, guys. So, a couple admin notes before we get rolling in here. Get some some people joining the stream. Uh, We are currently, with our new platform streaming to facebook youtube and twitch you can find us at all three if you have a preference you can go to that one uh we're gonna dump the the comment the links here in the comments so for twitch it is twitch.tv slash drunk and disorderly media there are no spaces no hyphens nothing twitch is a little bit of a pain in the butt it's the letter n not and yeah letter n and uh you all know where to find us on facebook it's where we've been forever it's facebook.com slash dnd liberty i am not actually going to read off the youtube address because youtube addresses don't make sense it's just a bunch of letters and numbers and i don't have that kind of time so remember too if you're watching us on a watch party tonight we can see your comments if they come to the main page on the watch party sometimes we miss them so hit us up on our main facebook page to leave those comments and without further ado dre take us away Hello and welcome everyone. Uh, I've just really had the most exciting last couple of days. I've had no car, so I've just been doing the uh, housewife thing, and I'm not really good Ew. at it. Like we have a maid, like we have a maid and robots that vacuum. So I suck at this. So I've just been really kind of bored. But I did a lot of work today. I did a lot of work today on the page. Talked to a lot of uh, guests coming up. We got a lot of great, exciting, fun guests coming up. Mm-hmm. And speaking of which, let's just go introduce our guest. I went and watched some of your videos today. I got to tell you, my favorite was Not Alone. Uh, Blooded the Brave here with us. Welcome. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate appreciate you being here and appreciate your show and your voices. Uh, thanks for going to check out the, the music videos. I've been on YouTube for like 10 years. Not Alone's a very recent music video. Okay, so that is one I think if you grew up, if you're at all in the last couple of generations, you could watch that on mute and appreciate it just because of all (laughs) the 80s symbolism and imagery and that. That was just, that was really neat. But all of the message throughout all of your videos is really cool. And uh, one, obviously, we all agree with here. Thank you. That uh, Not Alone is on my Synthwave album as Kyle Reese. I have him on cassette tape. I love it. I have chapter one. Kyle Reese comes from 1984. That's me. I came to give life to to the real resistance. I came back in time from 1984 to save Sarah Connor and give life to the resistance. But um, my friends call me Kyle Reese and I'm obsessed with the 80s. And my first 80s tape, I actually rapped over 80s like 
Depeche Mode and Love is a Battlefield in like 2007. Wow. And then in 2011, I found the synthwave genre, which is like, you guys should look it up. If you know what synthwave is, it's like the most inspirational, like just, um, just, it sounds like 80s, 90s music. And I was like, I'm rapping over this. And a lot of the producers were like, how are you going to do that? And I'm like, oh, I can do this. Because it's all just, there's really no vocals on synthwave. And I've released two albums now with like some of the world's biggest synthwave producers who are so cool and they just love making people feel good in the 80s vibes. And I'm all about that. I'm all about that. That was a fun video to watch for sure. Thank you. Thank you. There's a couple as Kyle Reese on there. I appreciate it. I will have to check out more. So how long have you been doing this? Um, since like two, uh, 2000, since 1999, 2000. I was battle rapping in 99, 2000, 2001. I was always, I, we were rapping, me and my boys were rapping since like in 1999 we started. And I was battle rapping like until 2003. And then I released my first mixtape in 2003 or four. And then about... I, I just kept doing it on my own and we were doing shows 2005, six, seven, eight. And then I released my first album on iTunes in 2011. My first single on iTunes in 2010, I think. But yeah, I just dropped my 10th studio album, Sovereign Soldier, uh, produced by my original DJ. We've been working on it years and I hadn't been able to make music for a couple of years because I've been sick. And this year we finished it and I just released it like a month ago. And it's all about being your own free sovereign soldier because we're all in a battle for our minds and souls to be the sovereign individuals we are. And that's uh, fuck the blue lines on sovereign soldier. Yes, right? fuck the fuck the blue line is on there. Yes, that that's my really second music video from the album, and we're about to drop the third, um, Babylon Step Back. And uh, yeah, I have that song Man Down, which is basically fuck the police. Mm -hmm. And that's my biggest video on YouTube and uh, fuck the blue line was my follow up to it. And, and people were very angry about that one. I am very surprised, actually. I, it's only got like twelve hundred views on YouTube. And I think it um, which was the point, which was to I don't, I'm, if they're coming at me, you know, and my my family and your family and threatening our lives. I, I'm not threatening them. But if someone, you know, wishes ill will on me and mine, then you know it's gonna happen but man yeah. i think it's sad that the a, a piece like fuck the blue line like it's guys just you really seriously if you're watching and go check it out check out the video listen to the lyrics Thank it's you. badass right yeah and i think Thank it's you. i think it's sad that people are coming at you over that because that it, like it highlights the level of cognitive dissonance that's surrounding us right people yeah. seriously think that the cops are there to help them yeah, like, it's bad. I just use like that song in, in my lyrics and in these interviews and the chance to let people know about accountability because they don't understand it. They think I'm, you know, anti everything and I'm really just pro freedom and the free market. And you can't hold the police accountable now because they have a monopoly on violence. So yeah. this is just not how it should be done. There are other ways to do it. Walmart has their own security. Disney World has their own security. It's really not that complicated. And that's like my message in those songs. But uh, I think it was the the hook and how the song starts. People were, were just offended. So can I, can I play devil's advocate for a second? Yeah, go I, ahead. Go I ahead. worked at Walmart and I don't yeah. think I'd, I'd ever want any of those security people there <laughs> to have any kind of authority either. Right, right. But don't you think they would have better security if we didn't I, live in I, a paramilitary police state? Because we do. 
Yeah, I. So you're not wrong. I'm just saying. Yeah. If, if yeah. we get our stateless society, the first thing I want to advocate for is for Walmart to get some better security. Fuck yeah. that shit, man. I'll I'll protect myself. Just get that's out of right. my way that's and don't first, take my that, gun. That's the so, the first rule of being sovereign is you protect what you own and love, which is your life and your property. But so I don't. I yeah. don't think there's a way out of talking about this because it just happened, but. I just got to say real quick, I am stupidly proud of Dan for all the shenanigans he got up to it in Virginia this weekend. Right? Hell yes. Proud. Did you see any of that, dude? Um, I, 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 I got a lot to say about that. But they all went and it was cool. It was successful. But I watched a lot of my friends who live streamed and they jammed all their signals. Just, mm -hmm. just, I mean, did you guys see that? You couldn't watch anything. Yeah, Dan was able to get through, but it was splotchy even for him. And he's got mm -hmm. some pretty high tech, you know, he does a it mobile was, yeah. podcast. So he, okay, he's got some cool. high tech shit. Right, but he, he managed to get a taxation as theft magnet awesome. on uh, the the Virginia State Patrol's tank. That's awesome. And That's Alex Jones's InfoWars tank. He had he had yep. one for both of them. That's awesome. That is so great. Yes. I, I mean, know. Of course um, they jammed it. Of course they jammed yeah, it. They, they jammed don't. It. What they don't want no. is people all over the country going, "Fuck yeah, man! They've got it right. That's what we should do." And then doing it there. So of yeah. course they're gonna jam it. Yeah, I have. Uh, I've come a long way because I used to go to protests. I went. I went to New York. Uh, you know, on nine eleven anniversaries, me and my buddies risked our lives countless times, and we do not do that anymore after they put us in a free speech zone, we all looked at each other and they pointed AR-15s at our face. We were like, who are we appeasing to? Like, wait a minute. So what, what they did yesterday was cool because they were, you know, armed and they were like, you know, nothing's going to happen. And it was peaceful. And a lot of people said they felt more safe there than anywhere else because of the amount of guns, which is true. I mean, no one's going to act like an idiot if people are armed. That's right. Dude, I always feel safest at a gun show or a range. Yep, me too. Always, yep. always. Yep, people don't get that. They really don't. They just it's, don't understand that. It's funny because on Twitter, uh, there's always, you're, you're going to get the fucking blue check mark Nazis on there. Oh, that yeah. Are like, uh, you guys must feel really afraid to need all those guns. It's like, or I have all these guns, so now I don't. Now I don't right. feel afraid. Or That's the right. other one, the other, and I actually you made know, a post about this. Uh, it's, the left is always like, we need to not body shame until they start talking about guns. And then it's automatically, what, do you have a small penis? <laughs> I love those because I jump right in and I'm like, yes, I have the smallest penis and I'm very small person and I can literally defend myself against no one. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take up the great equalizer. Thank you very much. Yes, that's right. That's right. No, it was good. It was it was good to see. Uh, for me, my own problem that I had with it is I don't like um, I no no flag or piece of paper gave anybody their freedom. We were right. all born free, and to see all those great people there do what they did and then break out in song and sing their oppressor's song just grossed me out. Oh belief. yeah. And like, that's to be expected, you know. It, you know, there's a lot of uh, state statism involved in the Second Amendment because they think that that piece of paper gave them the right to defend themselves. Right. Not but that it, the but piece of didn't. paper. The piece of paper is a piece of paper. It's not any different. Um, that's right. Than the receipt you got at fucking Walmart, man. Right. Governments do not grant rights. 
Only right. individuals can possess rights. Individuals can come together as a collective, collective and grant rights which they possess to a government entity. What we can't do is grant rights to an invisible pretend entity, because that's what government is, that yeah. we ourselves don't possess. So therefore, get the fuck out of here. You're going to come and take some of my shit. Any yeah. of my shit. That's right. Yeah, no. Tell him, girl. I like, like it. Fucking Tell hide him. and watch, motherfucker. I got some shit for you. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, it was so, a shame that you couldn't see a lot of the people streaming. Um, that, that part really stunk. But a lot of people were still donating on YouTube mm -hmm. to the people that went, which was cool. You know, there was a lot of support. It was good. What I'm hoping in the next couple of days is people were just taking old school film or whatever, you know, storing digital video and not live streaming inside the thing so we can get to see some of the speeches because it was only like an hour long the speech part i just you said old school film and now i'm thinking like we're gonna go in uh to a movie theater in a couple days and and watch the footage on like a projector with the actual film who is gonna fucking be the man in the high castle second yes. amendment edition yes no, I'm talking like, you know, you know, memory cards. <laughs> 35 millimeter black and white glossies. Now they jam the signals. So I was telling people in the chat, the best thing to do is to do like radio. I mean, because I don't necessarily need to see the pictures. I just want to hear, you know, there's some, there's some beautiful about hearing, hearing like, that's why podcasts are popular again. It's just. People don't think that you can still use some of the technology that was out there. You know, what's it funny is we're seeing this increase in signal jam, right? It's not just this event. It's happening all the time. And we're seeing an increase in this happening right at the same time that we're seeing the government come out and start producing massive propaganda that's anti-ham radio. So yeah. Uh, yeah. keep your ham radios, oh, uh, yeah. keep those operator licenses. If you don't have one, You've never operated one. Find a fucking class. Find somebody to teach you. It's cool as shit. And you will never experience that kind of freedom anywhere else. So uh, ham radio yes, operator, props to very you. True. Real quick. Uh, so at the 15-minute mark, I want to say a couple things. First off, if you like what we're bringing to you, please give us a share and potentially consider supporting us on uh, any of the places you can support us. We have a Venmo. Uh, we have Subscribestar, all that stuff. But also... I want to give a huge shout out, and I have no idea who this is, but someone is watching us on Twitch. Thank you, one person on Twitch. You're our first real <laughs> Twitch watcher. Yay! Drop us an email, man. We'd like to sign a card, send you something. We've got some stickers. They're That's not awesome. fancy, but they're not fancy because we're broke, so give us money. But definitely <laughs> drop us an email or uh, find drop, us on Facebook. Find us on Facebook, drop me a chat. We'll get you some stickers. So since we're talking about guns and we're not here, we're not getting our normal question here. What okay. is your favorite gun? What's your, Ooh. your bug out gun? Are you talking to me? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> is my mic going out? Uh, I don't think so. Is he frozen? Uh, sorry. My fit. Are we here? Am I yeah. here? We're good. Yep. There it goes. Uh -oh. Okay. Oh, my favorite, my favorite chopper, because I got that New Orleans hip hop lingo. My favorite chopper is the AK 47, hands down. It's a solid choice. 
I find that I that's just my that's my personal. I'm more accurate on an AK-47 than than an M16, and I have no idea why that is. That's probably my thing too. I just like the the power of it. Yeah, and, I think uh, that's probably you, true for me. It's it's very durable too. My older brother is really the one who taught me all I know about any of that stuff, and he convinced me to get get mine because if it's raining, if it's nasty out, like you know, it it will work. Dre, you just kind of got a new one, didn't you? I did. John got me a nice birthday present. Uh, it is an AR-15 pistol. Oh, that's awesome. According to the ATF, it's a pistol. <laughs> that's so awesome. It's a pistol. It's a pistol that shoots two, two, three. It shoots three hundred blackout. Nice. Oh man, I need that. Remember, I I don't like guns. What do we? They're like this. It's cool. I have thirty round mags and thirty round fully loaded. The whole entire thing weighs four and a half pounds. Oh someday, man! Someday I, I will have my dream pistol. Someday. But this is my everyday carry. My Glock forty two three eighty. That's it. That's awesome. That's, I yeah. want I want a Detonics Combat Master. That you can't even fucking find. But if anybody finds one and wants to gift me one. We'll be lifelong friends. <laughs> I'm just saying, after the videos from that rally came out, I really want that fucking uh, taking out aircraft gun that that dude from New York went down there with. Taking <laughs> a Laws rocket. Oh my God, the thing that weighed 40 pounds or You whatever. want the 50 cal? Yes. <laughs> Claymores. You got to have a 50 cal. That, People that should is... start like, embracing the Claymore. The Claymore is a good weapon. Are we talking about the, the landmine or yeah. the... The landmine, land yes. Yeah. I have a claymore if we're talking swords. <laughs> no, 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 no. The landmine. I'll just okay. le I'll leave the rest of this conversation. But yeah, I'm gonna second what you said about the claymore. Yep. Uh, so Justin's here. We can start now, and that means we can ask our most important question. Oh, who wants to ask it? <sighs> Not me. Not me. Okay, so Mr. Guest, Mr. Blooded the Brave. How do you feel about nuclear power? Good question. Um, nuclear power, from what I've looked into, and I'm telling you, I'd rather talk about the fringe than the norm, because I, I personally don't. And, and you can go back. I mean, okay, so if if in 1853, everyone in the Midwest is finding giants in the ground when they're digging up their farms, you know, and it's on record. 13 feet tall, people found this stuff. And that's just one topic that has been swept under the rug that we don't know about, that they hide from us. Why can't we at least look into what some people claim about nuclear power, that it is cleaner, that it's better, and that it's safer? Because there's some evidence that it is. I mean, what about the guy who swam in the tank? I mean, you guys know I, about him? You're going to get just one of our... our uh... Our watchers is is Justin O'Donnell, who's uh, on the LNC, and he okay. his religion at this point is converting people to the glories of nuclear power. I, I don't know if he's wrong, man. I, I really don't know if he's wrong. There's I bring this up when people want to get technical, and they're like, "Really?" And I get them to look into it, and they talk to me a couple of days later, and they're like, "Well, you know," and I'm like, "You know, microwaves are bad. Like everyone has a microwave in their house, but." It ruins the food you eat. It's not healthy for you, but everybody has a microwave. But we can't talk about nuclear power. And, you know, it's just like, uh-uh. I live in the upside down. I know it's the upside down. Everything's inverted. 
I know how they operate. So when they say something's bad, it usually might need to be looked into as being good. Just saying. That's I mean, everybody's favorite. got a fucking Alexa in their house. Did you motherfuckers not read 1984? Thank you. What Thank the you. fuck is wrong with you? I want to fuck with down. Dre, but she's wearing her headphones, so I don't think it'll work. <laughs> you can't do it. I mean. It's upside down. It's all backwards. What's up is down. What's right is wrong, and what's wrong is all around. That's one of my songs, the upside down. <laughs> nice. So, uh, Justin, that was a Barrett AM82 50 cal anti-material rifle. Military snipers won't even use it because it's too cumbersome and slow. That is part of the reason. The other part is people get really pissed off when we blow someone up with it. <laughs> Apparently, you can kill someone in a war zone, but if you kill them with a 50 cal, that's a crime against humanity. I would say about everything we're doing right now is a crime against humanity, and possibly that's a weird one to me. Like Dude, in a in a war zone, scavenging scavenging in a war zone is a violation of, of the Geneva Convention. If if the four of us are deployed tomorrow and we're in a war zone and we're in a Hummer, and, and for some reason we blow out a fucking tire and we pull a tire off another downed vehicle that does not belong to us and get our ass out of fire. We're going to be court-martialed because we've just violated the Geneva Conventions. We can be imprisoned for scavenging. More likely, they'll do what they did to me and strip all your rank and make you a broke motherfucker. But I'm telling you, because I know this is a violation. Uh, so Elfie's like, we don't have a wiretap, thanks. Not getting one either. Bitch, we have a smart TV. We have a <laughs> You've wire got a wiretap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got wiretaps in your phone, in your yes, pocket. We all, we all do. We all do. That's for sure. Turn that shit off. Like, unplug <laughs> shit. Turn shit off when you go to sleep, when you're not using it. It's always cute when I get those warnings from uh, AVG that's like, do you want us to tell you if, if you're... Uh, my, if you're camera can be hacked it's like bitch i know that thing's been hacked okay you don't need to waste my time with this you do you not use stickers no i figure if the fbi wants to see me sitting here topless with my man boobs hanging out they can knock themselves out i don't care no nah, fuck that shit if they're gonna listen in on one of my cam shows they're gonna pay like everybody else <laughs> there you go there you go i love it so uh, I'm trying to reset here a little bit Oh, oh Jesus, someone take over. Uh-oh, oh, it's hitting them. Okay, so... It's in. So, really, when I listen to your music, we've got all kinds of different genres when we're talking about rap, and yours doesn't really fit. doesn't really fit any of the kind of accepted genres. So, do you have, like... Uh, I, I mean, what do you call it? I love that. Well, I'm a rapper. I mean, that's what I call it. But, yes, I am not... Um, it's funny. There's a lot of famous dudes who've kind of done what I've done, but yeah, no genre. I'm genreless. I call it just just lyrical freedom, um, vibes of spiritual freedom and uh, self ownership, and you know, helping people feel good, uplifting and empowering others. That's my music is speaking for truth and hope in a world of doubt and deception. But yeah, I mean it. It's rap because I'm rapping, but I'm I'm really just spoken word, you know, giving soul over over beats. So it truly is liberty rap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's liberating rap. Yes. <laughs> I did. It's really yeah. good shit. 
Thank you very much. But it's um, it hasn't been. I mean, it's me. It's who I am. I never really had to like try. But thank God I had friends who we all were out of the box and we think freely because that's the only way we ever started writing. That's why we started writing was to get our, you know, how we fell out. And our heroes were like almost like just straight up gangster rappers. But uh, along came Master P. If you guys know who he is, do you guys know who he is? Ni 1998 No Limit Soldiers. Well, we we loved him because it was all real high energy. But then we started hearing his interviews and we're like, oh, my God, this dude's trying to tell us. You can make anything happen no matter what, if you work at it and you believe in yourself and you don't talk about another person and you don't worry about another person's business, you just become independent and own your own business and your own life. So like that really influenced a lot of my friends and our mentalities of like, you know, we always try something new. We try and go get it. You know, you should, you should be proud of being able to go work. You should be proud of being able to contribute and, you know, help your family and help your friends and, so it's it's a good message, but I get a lot of flack for what I talk about because I touch on the real, but that's what I talk about is real stuff. We all well, I mean through. rap raps traditionally has done that. That's that's kind of what rap is about, right? It was about right. getting they really honest and having those conversations. Things. Right. That's uncomfortable things. Yep. The uncomfortable truth. Why why be yeah, yep. I mean the why first line. I, I heard when I was a kid was like broken glass everywhere. And I'm like, oh, my God. And they're talking about, you know, the troubles in this. And I'm like, you know what? And it helped me see that the world was bigger than where I lived. And I and I started to grow. I was always, you know, it helped my compassion expand to people living in struggle. And so, like, my music is all about the struggle. We all because you can live and have nice things, but we still struggle. And we struggle to get those things and not everyone, most people don't have, you know, water and the things we take for granted. So it's like, I'm always thinking about those people. I'm real spiritual. So like, I know some people, anarchists are into all of that, but I'm big into, you know, the spiritual growth of the person, like making mistakes. I put up a post today about how are we going to grow without making mistakes? Just because you messed up, don't be too, don't be too hard on yourself because that's how we grow. As long as you remember that mistake and grow from it, mm -hmm. stuff like that, like I, you know, because we all go through it. Well, yeah, I've I mean, always said that it's like I, and this is like the one thing I really take away from still being, you know, kind of kind of a Christian, is that where they where the Bible starts talking about iron sharpening iron. You know, part of that is people sharpening each other, mm -hmm. but a lot of it is just life makes you sharper if you yes. let it. Yes, yes. If you learn, we're here to. I, I talk about that in those synthwave songs. Is we're here to learn and grow. I'm I'm always saying that because I I mean because I, I can we can all get mad at people who don't understand the message of freedom, but that doesn't really do us that much good if we don't put ourselves in their shoes and remember how brainwashed they are since they were a kid, five years old in a school. Right. We're all told that we need to thank these people for setting us free. So it's not necessarily all their fault. It's time to grow up when they become older and be an adult and start thinking and learning about your your yourself and your true freedom. And that's what we all do. Like you guys in your show, it's awesome. If, we, if we're not out there helping people give them the key to unlock their mind, this world is not going to change. I think it's changing and I think it's changing big time since, you know, 2000. I mean, that's the funny thing about 9-11. We go there. <laughs> But they did what they did, and they gave the world the boogeyman, and they put everyone in perpetual fear. 
Well, they also unlocked a lot of people like us who were like, no, we're not going to let this happen. We're going to. And then everybody started seeking and learning and questioning stuff. And now the more you do that, the more they say you're crazy. And they say you're crazy because they are afraid of people learning on their own and discovering, you know, what and questioning things in general, question everything. Well, we're big believers here at the show um, that affecting culture is really the way to make that change, right? Uh, we look mm -hmm. back at, at the music of the 60s and 70s. Um, uh, it's it's really easy to see how that anti-war, anti anti-political statement kind of music affected culture. I think that gets kind of overshadows in the, in the 80s and 90s. And it's a shame because the majority of the music that I was listening to in the 80s and the 90s, even current shit, was anti-political. It was revolutionary. It was anti-war. I mean, it's really easy to go, oh, yeah, I love the beat in this, but stop for a fucking minute. And yeah, and lyrics, listen, listen to what they're saying. I know. Yeah. Especially in 80s music, people don't. Everything um, Crowded House ever fucking did. They don't, they don't get it, man. I love the 80s because it's like, you know, um, I think it's Silent Running. Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? I mean, he straight up says in that song, um, he's talking about giving a gun to his kid and hiding from nationalism and flags. I mean, he's talking some real gangster shit in that yep. in that song. And it's like people, it went over their head. Like Whoo. It was almost too subliminal. The, yeah, I think yeah. the melodies and the harmonies almost kind of got to people. It was fun to dance to man yeah. it definitely went over my head at the now, time the good thing is though what i've learned with my synthwave music and in general is like and a lot of my, my buddies a videographer we we all really learned like the art of propaganda so it's good to give them a beat to yep. make them feel and then they're like oh wait a minute oh my god what did he just say and it's like ah there you go like <laughs> I think you know, that was the difference with the music of the 80s and 90s, right? It was kind of yeah. a slow burn into your mind. Like, yeah. for, for me at the time, Dre, for you at the time, we were this, man, I love this song. This is great. Mm -hmm. We knew all the words, had no fucking clue. But then you, you turn 30, right? And you wake up and you go, holy fuck. <laughs> what were they saying? Yeah. I get yeah. it. Shit. So yep. it's a slow burn there. Hopefully your stuff will be a faster burn. Thank oh, you. Definitely. Thank you. I'm sure it will, especially with your lyrics. Because they're it. just front and center, and yeah. especially with your imagery. I love the imagery in your videos. Whoever it, is putting them together is amazing. Right here. I do oh it all. Oh, my God. I have no, I have no, I have, I have no nothing. production crew? No. It's all. Hey, man, it, we've got some video productors and intern slots open if you're interested. It's it's hey, all shit, me. But you get to hang out with us. <laughs> now, I had, now here's what That's we all do. That's the page we, need. Here's what we do in life. If we don't know how to do something, we figure it out on our own. And I had a buddy who uh, was with me in the beginning, all this stuff. Well, he started shooting weddings and he would come over and he's like, we got to make a music video. And I'm like, all right. So he made one, he made a couple. And then we would, he told me on the second one, he's like, you got to edit it now. You got to learn. And so I had no choice but to learn. And here I am 18 years later and I can edit like Hollywood on their programs and and he gave me the key. He told me, and then he told me to get my own camera a couple of years ago. And he's like, now you got to shoot them on your own. And I'm like, I can't shoot myself. He's like, you can do it. He's like, you can do anything. He's like, I'll come help you. And I have my nephews and my nieces. They're in a lot of my videos and they help shoot or they play uh, in my freedom video. They play Hillary and Trump. They got the mask. Nice. Yeah. And then my little niece, she walks by reading a um, uh, rise of the fourth Reich book by Jim Mars. Like, you know, I just put little stuff like that in there and 
it's fun. It's great. That's awesome. Uh, oh, my man. All right. You guys, so, this is a great man. So actually, <laughs> I uh, learned how to do video editing the same way. It was, um, I wanted to do some video stuff for the, the state libertarian party and we didn't have anyone that could do it so it's like i will figure it the fuck out Boom. and about three hours of youtube later yeah i yeah. edited my first video and it was yeah. fucking terrible but yeah. and look they're still terrible because i don't put a ton of effort into learning the editing side yeah. i do just enough to get this podcast into the the wow. ether so that's all it takes and youtube and like you know i didn't go to school uh, i've learned i still uh, if I can't shoot, if I can't edit, or if when I was sick, or you know, we all got, I'll be on YouTube watching an expert tell, teach me a little trick, like always trying to learn, learning, stay ahead of the curve. Yep. I mean, but, we're all here because Raptor said, Hey guys, I want to do a podcast. And Dre and I were like, Okay, uh, we okay. love you, so we'll do it. What do we need to do? And he's like, Go get this and this and this. Yeah, that's here it. Here we are. Yeah. I mean, after I dropped my like, uh, I remember uh, my one of my final battle raps I was in. It was real crazy. Some people still remember it. Like, so like when we were battle rapping, you know, you might die on stage for saying the wrong thing about someone. Like Eminem, Eight Mile. I was battle rapping before that. He was in one of the tournaments I was in in Indianapolis, and I really didn't know what I was doing, but I just like to talk that shit about someone. And you know, but I remember the final one. I was like. If I like this so much, why am I not recording these and, and releasing them? You know, and then I just looked into like, what do I need? And some guy helped me and he was like, you need this, this and this. And you figure it out as you go on. And now I, I mix and master people's music on my own. I, I take their vocals and I make them studio quality. And yeah, you learn it on your own. So I, I want to throw this out for anyone who wants to learn how to do record vocal tracks uh, record off of a soundboard, anything. It's all you need right here. That I, we have that. Yep. Yep. Uh, Zoom is the one we got. Zoom is a great company. Um, this. Uh, so what happens is you can plug this into a soundboard and record off of it. Uh, there's the, the who we're having on Thursday. Smoke break. Uh, we're actually planning on doing some live video and audio recording at some of their shows so that oh, yeah. they can have more music videos for their shit. That's what you need right there. You take that device and we plug that into the camera and we could take the audio from when we go film somewhere. Mm -hmm. If you plug it into the soundboard also. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, because we've been doing some live events here in Omaha. We have some friends who are doing getting into comedy and some do music and we try to host those events and uh, getting everything to work together has never fucking worked. So somebody just bought that for us. <laughs> That's the perfect thing. You That that will change everything for you. And you're in Omaha. I'm coming and I'm killing the stage. Yeah. And awesome. look, man, we're, if you're watching tonight, if you're listening to us, we're really into um, kind of the culture. So if you have an art festival, if you have a music festival, if you have something coming up where you would like us to come and broadcast, um, reach out and we'll work some stuff out. Uh, if you have an adult video awards show that, that has press passes, oh, we, we are be there. In, in, in. Um, yeah, absolutely. We love to travel. Let us know. I love we'll it. We'll work something out. I'll come and I'll come and perform with you guys. Awesome. So yeah, uh, at some point, probably in the summer, because Scott can only really do gigs when he when it's summertime. Uh, Scott is one of our 
team members. He's not on the podcast as much, but he does the news for us a lot. Uh, he he's in a kind of a a metal band. Like I don't know how you a yeah, hard a rock band. band, hard rock metal yeah. band. Yeah. So he does that, and then we're we're trying to get a, a concert with him, and then Smoke Break, which is our Thursday guest. And if you if you can make it into town, man, I I, I would like to put you on that ticket Yo, too. You got to let me know. You got to let me know because right before I got sick, I was I had shows. I was trying to go to Europe, and I had a I had a little bit of a, a you know tour in my mind and it was lining up and then I got sick and it all went away. But the synth wave guys, they're all usually in Europe. And my buddy who just commented, Cleve Morris, he produced uh, track two on my escape from LA album. It's like one of the best songs I've ever, he's down in uh, South America. So it's like, I just want to like go That's be so around scary. culture and people travel. That's the gift in life is people. They're the real right. gift learning from others. I just want to go around and be around new people, experience new food and learn and grow. Like we were talking about, dude, you should come hang out with us at the libertarian national convention in Austin Memorial day weekend. It's going to be a good time. We will uh, all be I'm there tabling. I've never been to Austin, Texas. Me Alex, neither. Alex Jones don't want me down there. No. <laughs> hey, no. If Alex Jones wants to come by our booth at the, at the national convention, we will, we we'd be happy to have a conversation with him. Come no. on, by, yeah. Alex. He's we pretty friendly to libertarians. I'm down. Yeah. I'm, I'm down with vintage Alex Jones. The Alex Jones everybody's afraid of. I I prefer the Alex Jones. Who, I mean, look clearly he's I, I like upside down guano crazy. Dude's batshit crazy. But we will hang out with you even if yeah. you're batshit crazy yeah. for a I, minute. I, I personally want to hear more now, about right space vampires. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I want to hear. I think that's a, that is a porn waiting to happen. There's an untapped market for that shit. Uh, can we avoid the pedo part of that though? Well, yeah, but it, it, yeah, I I think we should cross the space vampires with I don't know some kind of an arachnid or a pterodactyl. And look, I already saw the weird Spider Girl porn, and that was terrible. That I don't... Spider porn is crazy. Oh, You've got to oh, check man. out the pterodactyl no porn way. though. It's even no worse. Way. No way. No way. Justin oh, wants to know if we're getting an Airbnb together. Dude, we only got our tickets like oh, three weeks ago. We are fucked on the hotel. I don't know what where me and John are going to stay. We need to do an Airbnb or something. But um, there there are several groups that are doing them. So let's find a spot. I'll perform, and you guys can do your live podcast. Hell yeah, live. But yes, you are welcome to come to Nebraska anytime, and especially this summer, it'll be nice and hot. You'll get to experience Nebraska nice and. Uh, Awesome. I got I'm, my my family's from Kansas. Oh, we're, big, nice. we're, sorry. Big, we're big Kansas City Chiefs fans. I'm really I, sorry. I live Look, in Indianapolis. We're, we're talking about eventually doing a big Liberty Music Fest in Kansas. So oh, let's go. Um, let's go. My the, the story is is my mom and dad are from Kansas. They moved to Indianapolis and they adopted their first three children. And I'm the third one. And then when my mom was 40, she had my little brother as a gift, I guess, for adopting all of us. So my family's real eclectic, but we're really cool because we all are like, you know, they're our real mom and dad. They adopted us and they're all, but my older brother's the one who got me into music. Yeah. He was in a metal band when I was a kid. And so I'd be in the garage all the time. And I loved rap because it was the eighties and they were just straight Metallica, you know, but I loved that, that energy, that feel mm -hmm. that they, that they loved and, so that's where you get some of my music where I can go off. And some of the aggression is my, my metal background. 
Well, and in there. the in the late eighties and early nineties, we we started to see uh, metal and rap kind of mesh, right? We had multiple yeah. artists choosing to work together, kind of blending that that sound, um, and creating that whole darker rap sound, which that's is really true. Cool. Which is really big now. I mean, like Tech Nine, that that heavy heavy rap. My my one that of my favorite dude groups. With me. He, Tech yeah, Nine? He, yeah. One of, the guys, one of the guys that I was deployed with, like we were on a, a missile crew together, uh, he would listen to him all the time. And every time he has a song where it's basically him talking about a gang initiation and the dude in the song has to like shoot someone and it ends mm. up being like his mom or something. Yeah. yeah. It's like that fucks with me on levels I can't deal with. Yeah. Some of that, I prefer like the grimy New York 90s mob deep. DMX, mm -hmm. like you know that that you gang star, the beat comes on and your your head just starts nodding and it hit, it makes you almost like you're like you just feel alive or you want to work out or you're like what's that guy doing over there and you start questioning everything around you. I like that. I like that. yeah, the old NWA shit. Yeah, so yeah. But speaking of that music and what you mentioned with the '60s, I don't know if I'm free to talk about it, but that is actually one of my favorite topics and why my album was called Escape from LA. Is because you got to run from your icons in Hollywood, the icons in Hollywood. And I just, I always knew, you guys know, most of these people are planted and, you know, they're, they're not really our friends. Like if you're famous and you stay famous, you're probably there for a reason serving, a, you know, the, the evil empire. But the 60s, if we can, I'm going to tell you guys a crazy stat and I tell everybody about this. That, and I talk about it in the intro of that album, but Laurel Canyon, Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. You guys know where that is? That's where it all happened. <laughs> yep. The 60s where all the bands. And oh, you got, okay. Yeah, okay. And It was um, kind of, it looked kind of accidental. It was kind of weird. Let's nothing go. Like, nothing was, quite nothing, like that had no, happened anywhere ever and, before, and no, right? Nothing happens by accident. And that's right, what, and, and at the time... <laughs> that that it started to build really the epicenter of music at the time was not california, california. no it wasn't it was, i had nothing to do it with had music. nothing to do with music was all music. new york right california yeah. was all hollywood and music was all new york and bands even like the mamas and the papas who the were late, the they yeah. were late to, they didn't go everybody no. else is going to california right so at that and, same time am and fm radio was being born yep you couldn't hear out of two ears. There was a whole, the Bernays, the propaganda, all that stuff was about to come full circle. So what they did, and they had their war going on, and they needed a counter opposition. And it's like, I I, I feel bad saying it to people because it crushes their idols. But hey, my, my idols are probably not good people. And so, you know, you learn to not trust them. But okay, <laughs> so... All of those bands in Laurel Canyon didn't just happen by chance. Nope. If you look into it, their parents and their uncles were all in the military, aunts and uncles. And it's just so weird. And then you get, you know, um, what's his face? The killer down there. Manson. Yeah, Manson. Manson was friends with all of them. But here's this. Here's the one that'll blow your mind. Jim Morrison, his dad. Nobody knows, but it's a true. It's true now. So if you look up the book. um, uh, the something I'll, I'll look up the book, but it's Laurel Canyon, the nightmares in Laurel Canyon. But the uh, Dave McGowan is the author, he just died mm -hmm. two years ago, 54 years old. 
he went through and did all the research on all of them. Jim Morrison's dad was the commanding captain of the boat that started the Gulf of Tonkin incident. Okay. He started the Vietnam War. Yeah. Jim wow. Morrison's dad. And Jim Morrison was, I am anti-war. I am this and that. I am, And they'd ask him about his parents all the time. And he said they didn't exist. They weren't alive. I don't know them. Blah, blah, blah. Da, da, da. And, and they never, he would never talk about his parents. Maybe he really hated his dad for starting the war and all that, but who knows? Yeah, but, maybe he was really anti-war. Yeah. I mean, he did, he, he is one of the... That his, makes sense if he, you know, because he was... His, at his, that time, it was counterculture to be anti-war. It was punk to be anti-war. Right. So yeah. It would but, make sense for him to disown his parents in his own rebel. mind. Yeah, but, but there was yeah, no... Was, but here's the thing. There was no anti-war. <laughs> it didn't exist. They, they, that, they, they started that. It I mean, first. I see. Now I disagree. There was there was anti-war. It just wasn't what it appeared to be. Right? In the fifties, like, there was no anti-war. No, no. But in the late sixties, right. early seventies, there was some anti-war coming on. And um, you know about the psychedelics and the Grateful Dead and the yeah, 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 yeah. And the government and like, being involved. Yeah, sure. Yeah. The government was involved. Yeah, but not all of it. We we know as as liberty-minded individuals, probably better than anybody else that. Um, all of these things that governments like to do have these unintended consequences that they rarely plan for. And, and I do believe that a huge part of, of the anti-war movement that grew out of that, um, that was one of those unintended, unexpected consequences, right? What the government wanted to do was to control people, but they chose to use like things like MDMA, which does not allow them to control you i mean they they their science they was bad they created the counterculture and the counterculture made people docile and yeah. I'm, I'm sorry but they weren't passing out um information on how to clean your guns they were telling people to lay down and be right right bummed. but not so. all of them were not all of them were you gotta look there was a split there was a split in there that was music split. and there was a split right and it tended to be a new york california split do you know that the mamas and the papas and all them weren't even bands? Like none of them were really talented. They had no skill. Well, the mamas the same... and the papas were already recording, but the deal was <laughs> like everybody that they kind of knew was talking about this LA thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's go to LA. Let's go to LA. Yeah. Let's go to LA. Yeah. And John Phillips said, fuck that. We're not fucking going. Yeah. That's yeah. not us. That's not what we're doing. The song California Dreaming, that's where that came from. Yes. Don and Michelle had had a fight yes. because she wanted to go to California where all their friends were. And he said, fuck that shit. That's not us. That's not yep. what we're about. It's fake and it's not real. And yep. we need to stay here. And so he wrote California Dreaming. That's so, where that came from. To wrap it up, the day that Jim Morrison died, in quotation marks, because I'm here to tell you I don't know anything and I don't believe anything. Guess what happened the day he died? His boat, his daddy's boat that started the Vietnam War was decommissioned. Yep. The same exact day. Dun da dun. Who knows? That is weird. What that is weird. Means they took it out of service. Took it out of it, the mission was accomplished. It, it gets oh. put into the scrapyard. Yep. So I mean, you hear those theories about <laughs> oh, him man. and his dad, and he was like an actor. He didn't really have singing skills. He was a great writer, they say, Jim. Probably like me, like that's the thing. I wonder, like, if rap was around then, like those lyricists, like that. Oh, that'd be yeah. beautiful. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, that would be my favorite because I I can't really sing, sing, and you know some some of those guys couldn't, but they're amazing uh, writers. Like Axl Rose, great lyrics. Like, 
I love that. Yeah, I mean, Axl Rose has great lyrics, but then he beats the shit out of his girlfriend. Right, right. right. So, yeah. Huge yeah. trash person. Yeah. Wasn't Axl that like Rose. the whole point? Wasn't that the whole point of Stairway to Heaven? Not Stairway to Heaven. Um, the sweet child of mine is what yeah, you're talking you. about. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah well, he was huge before then. Largely, yeah. I need to go listen to these fucking lyrics. Yeah, right. I mean, none of those you. lyrics are as bad as like some of Motley Crue's lyrics, um, like on, on girls, 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 especially, right? Like, listen to listen to some of the songs on there, and you're gonna be like, "What the fuck? These motherfuckers are psychopaths." Yeah, but I mean, who knows if all that stuff that we were fed in the '80s and '90s? I mean, look at hip hop. Hip hop was getting ready to change the world. Afrocentrism. They were preaching power to the self, you know, knowledge of the self, and then gangster rap came out. And then Dr. Dre wasn't even really making that type of music. And then, you know, Easy e is with Jerry Heller, who is, you know, I don't know if you know anything about that, but who knows? All I'm saying is I don't get down with, I've never liked certain artists who are big. I don't support them. I don't, I don't know. I'm not a hater, but I can see through their agenda. Like Kanye uh -huh. West, what's going on with Kanye West? No oh one my really, God. no one understands it, but I'll tell, I'll tell you what it is. He was making songs with Jay-Z and made an album and all that stuff. And their videos were very occultish. And they were pandering to people like me who were saying the music industry exposed is a nightmare. And so they were like mocking it and making fun of it. And they were putting Baphomet and all that crazy stuff in their videos. And then Kanye goes on a rant and says, you know, the radio's trash you know, TV is trash and he's live at his show. And the next day they take him to a uh, mental Fucking, institution. Yeah. That's crazy. By <laughs> force. Should, by force. Should even them. before that with metal band, there's like the shit that happened with the black crows. Right. Yeah. So Chris stands up and there's this huge banner, right? Budweiser is a huge sponsor of the tour. And he's like, fuck this shit. This music is not brought to you by Budweiser. This music is brought to you by motherfucking me. I wrote this shit. Yeah, and the tour's yeah. canceled, and right. the band breaks yep. up, and the yep. next thing you know, everybody's talking about how he's fucking crazy and yep. shit. He's lost Sid Barrett, back with old Pink Floyd, same shit. I got a question for you from uh, Nathan Hammond. Uh, what do you think <laughs> about Mac Dre, Fizz, and all the stuff coming out of the Bay Area? The Bay's awesome. E40, shout out to the Bay. Shout out to little Debbie. Uh, I, I love the Bay. The, the West the West Coast vibes, who couldn't love them, man? Like, when it comes to any genre of music, it's so beautiful out there. So they make great music, especially in hip-hop. Like, in the Bay, I've never been there. I got a buddy out there. I'm supposed to go this summer and shoot a music video. So I don't know. Maybe I'll be there. But, yeah, there's Legends in the Bay. Too short. I had two short tapes. I had to hide in um, Don Henley cassette tapes because my <laughs> parents would, you know, freak out if they saw it. And um, but yeah, too short and easy e were me and my buddies guilty pleasures that where we just were like we felt so everybody wants to be bad but without hurting anyone and we weren't hurting anyone we were just listening to so called bad music and it was liberating yeah as but hell. that bad music when when you get down and dig and look back at the roots of it right you're talking about uh, a, a genre that that truly changed everything um, band 
the first time that like in my lifetime we had seen artists banned Band right? in the usa Band in the usa to live crew right like yep. this shit yeah. is coming down and it, it, it led to the rise of the pmrc tipper gore and her parents musical yeah. rights coalition and all that yep. fucking nonsense do people yeah, that, remember that when they go out black and white label that was like one Parental of the first, advisory dude yeah. one of the first protests i went to was an anti-pmrc rally in nice. ann arbor michigan i so, love you i get um, down with you like, yes I was a kid with like that's spikes awesome. in my hair and my clothes awesome. been back together. And it united all of color, religion, or united everyone who was like free speech. What are you talking about? John Denver came out and you know, he he's the one who spoke out with the dude from Twisted Sister at Congress. Yeah, and, with Dee Snyder. And like it those didn't matter. were amazing uh congressional uh yeah, they were. They were. Right? And I literally like, just saw those recently. I love yep. it. Like it didn't Luke matter what Eli genre. Curry. Didn't matter, you know, like no, now in high schools, now kids are like, ooh, you listen to Bieber, you're weird and shit. When the PMRC came at us, all that shit in my school went away. Man, if if, if you were yeah, was- if you were a Clash fan, if you were a Cure fan, you were hanging out with kids that listened to rap, kids that listened to country, everybody was coming together going, yeah. fuck this shit. It was the best part, yeah. And Luke, shout out to Luke and 2 Live Crew. I'm trying to come to Miami and see the Chiefs play. God damn it i want to be there but yeah anyways i love i love hip-hop and the the coast i love down south new orleans is real special to me new york is special i love florida rap the bay the bay's all awesome. i think that's honestly so here's my big conspiracy since okay. blood is with us tonight and i couldn't say this and maybe have somebody in my corner and not just have everybody going girl you crazy um i think part of this is why i think we saw a rise in foreign intervention um what was happening we had gone so long without any kind of war right in our generation <laughs> actors especially were starting to see through this corruption and starting to really push back there was a whole lot of um fuck your propaganda shit going on there was a whole lot of questioning of the government there was a whole lot of pushing back we we're seeing rallies and protests over shit the government was doing here versus shit that the government's doing somewhere else and then boom all of these little offensives start popping up panama grenada right all of these things are popping up um and, and i think it was there to like shift the focus you think that and are you talking about in the eighties or now? Uh, late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All kinds of offenses, right? Yeah. It was wag yeah, the dog after right. wag the dog, so that yeah, we would yeah. shift our focus. And you know what's real weird is about eighties music is the uh, the European artist, mm-hmm. and that was where eighties like pop came from. They were dropping videos about peace and against communism, and you know, uniting people. And yeah, free market shit, and it all gets drowned out now because everybody's at war everywhere with all these little offensives. Yeah, I'm down with it. It's true. The first thing I people don't realize how bad those were, but Bosnia was a fucking nightmare. It was, and because we didn't have the 24 hour media, and they were they were sweeping it under the rug at the time. Mm -hmm. Like people don't know, but I I would say Bosnia has been the worst war since Vietnam by far. Yeah, uh, Bosnia, Macedonia, Herzegovina, and they don't tell kids about that. They don't tell anything. My buddy at work, I was today. We were talking. I told him I was going to be on the show and what I do, and we talked about nine eleven. And I was like, "How old were you?" He's like, "I was eight. I'm like, "So your whole life, you've grown up a perpetual fear, right? You know, because you're supposed to be afraid of the boogeyman." I'm like, "He's like, you know, I broke out of that." I'm like, "Yeah, but that's how they targeted you." 
Right, because that's how they control you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, From Nathan Hammond again, my friend wants to know your opinion of body count. I guess they were very politically motivated when Ice-T was involved. Uh Yeah, they made made their song uh, Cop Killer. Ice-T. Ice yeah. has, has always been so very politically minded. outspoken, and, yes, and like, Cube's got some new shit out that's really good that everybody should go listen to. Yeah, I um, would like to. There's a couple of people I would like to meet. Ice T is one of them. I think we would we would have a great time. I bet I could get him to make a song with me. But yeah, I mean, Ice T is legendary. I love and, to meet Ice T. And he was all about like for a dude like me. He was like. Don't be anyone but yourself. Right. And one of my favorite rappers in Indianapolis, he's a legend forever. Uh, DJ uh, uh, Rusty Renbacher at my like fifth show in 2007, he walked up to me and he was like, you know what you got going for you? You are you. Don't ever be anybody else. And I was like, that's what I learned from you and Ice-T and all you guys. Like, no one's going to listen to me if I'm acting like I'm something I'm not, you know. Right. Yep. And it, it, what a, what an act to have to always put on to act like something. Well, else. and yeah, and like body great. count, body count cards during Ice T's time with body count, man. Like I know a lot of people watching, and we say Ice T, and you only know him from like Special Victims Unit and shit, right? Yeah, um, that dude used to do death metal. <laughs> look, the yeah. song, the song that caused the stir, right, was Cop Killer. Cop Killer. Yeah, for it sure. It was Cop Killer. Yeah. And, Cop yeah. Killer was like. Oh my God! People were losing their fucking shit. Yeah, yes they were. Justin, I, I met Method Man once. He gave me brownies. <laughs> I lost five hours. <laughs> hey man, you got the hookup. We need Method Man on the show. Come on. The only Quality person from the Wu Tang man. Only Quality person brownies. from the Wu Tang Clan I've met is uh, Ghostface Killer, and he was super cool, super nice guy, super I, nice guy. Like one of my goals is to actually, and I'm I. I'm a little inebriated, so I'm drawing a blank on the name. Normally, it comes uh, Big Boy. Yeah. Oh, Big that Boy from Outcast. Big Boy. So I love Outcast anyway. To me, that's well, my favorite rap. How can you not love yeah. Big Boy after probably the best uh, group ever? After the election three. story, man. Right. That election story is epic. <laughs> right. But, so Obama, I voted for Gary Johnson. But here's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Obama beats yeah. Clinton. Right. Tell him the and, story. Tell him. And Big Boy's in the airport, and he's walking through, and here comes news media, and they're like, "Hey, hey, 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 hey!" Right. And he's pushing everybody off. So he finally gets his terminal, and he's sitting down, and there's like still some news media around, and this guy he's sitting next to says, "You must be happy with this election now that you know your candidate won." And he said, "My candidate." And he's like, "Well, yeah, you're black, and you must be happy." So it was a chick, and he said. I didn't vote for Obama, bitch. I voted for Gary Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I remember that. Jesus Christ, the racism. The racism is disgusting. It's vile. Oh. The force fed, conquer, and divide. And, and the, the bigotry of low expectations with these motherfuckers is just off the charts the last three years. Yeah. And but but I've been telling people in my music since 2008 that that was part of their plan was to conquer and divide. And I think the Trump thing is just part of that. You too. over here, you over here. Yep. Force fed civil war is their goal to get us to kill each other without them even having to do anything. Cause well, they can't, they can't do it. They want yeah. us to do it for them. That's why the media constantly harps on this dichotomy this false dichotomy between left and right. Right. Because it's not about left and right. It's about, um, freedom and tyranny. This is an up down scale people. This is not a left and right scale. This left and right shit it, it it's dilatory. It's it's a false dichotomy. It's there to distract us and to divide us. That's true. Very true. Fucking lightweights. <laughs> 
Sorry, we're having fun making fun of Elfie over here. <laughs> making fun of Elfie. Make fun of Elfie and Zach. Zach gets one THC chocolate and a fruity drink, and he's fucked for a year. A virgin fruity drink. I mean, come on. Zach, it's bad when the two tiny women who are your co-hosts can smoke you and drink you under the table. I'm a cheap date. I don't know what's bad about that. <laughs> That's a good idea. That's a great point. My, so here's the difference. When I went out for my 21st birthday, it was with my cousin. <laughs> and we were talking about the difference between his ability to drink and mine. And look, so I, I downplay this quite a bit. I can hold my own. If I choose to, I choose to drink fruity drinks because they taste better. But uh, I went drink for drink with him for a while. And he's like, this is where you want to stop because you don't want to end up like me where it takes $150 to get you drunk. Yeah. So don't, don't go down that road. And I've kept that advice ever since that's good Trevor, who is the i think you're taking that to the fucking extreme though i do too point. and seriously i can go bottle. to a bar and get two drinks and feel great about life that is Look, a great night i've got a it? bottle of thc infused everclear that will fuck up christmas for you with just a shot then <laughs> oh my god yeah, oh, I need my. Some of that. just put me in the corner and, oh, and occasionally give me a lap dance or something it'll be a good night <laughs> all we gotta do is put like a life-size cardboard stand-up of hillary clinton and a feather boa in front of you you'll think you're getting a lap dance <laughs> that would be horrible that reminds me too much of my my old that anti, video would be badass though my old <laughs> anti-boner did i ever tell you guys about how i fought boners as a as a teenager because this is no like, Oh, so, I think I remember this vaguely. Tell us again. So, like, for I because I didn't go to school, this is more like a youth group problem. Like, I didn't want to be up there playing bass or singing and pop a boner on stage in youth group. That would be terrible. So, my way to fight that was to think of Madeline Albright. <laughs> Smart. Smart. And if you don't oh, know who God. Madeline Albright is, Google that oh shit. You'll God. understand why it was so effective. Oh Dude, that'll work whether you're gay or straight. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. There is there Day is no sexuality on earth. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, y'all think Trump's bad. Picture oh, the other there was Madeline Albright and then there was another one uh that was around the Clinton. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um uh, Janet, oh, Reno. Janet, Reno. Janet Reno. Janet Reno. Yes. <laughs> Those were my anti-boner ladies. Oh she was God, involved in the uh, now you gotta in, in the Clinton impeachment. In your mind's eye, picture the love child of Madeline Albright and Janet Reno. Oh, <laughs> oh, Zach, no, I'm putting <laughs> Both those names are going on the would you rather wheel. They just are. <laughs> they Dude, got to talk about unfortunate looking offspring. Oh, poor kids. Oh my God. <laughs> Prohibition, it works. It's so great. Look at everybody smoking and drinking. I don't. I don't partake of THC because it is not legal in my state. Same. What a what a joke though that they walk around and want to talk about gun violence and protecting neighborhoods and all that, and they won't ever bring up prohibition in their failed crap. That's Carry Nation. That's, that's created all the gangs, all uh -huh. the kids killing each other. Prohibition didn't work when God tried it in the fucking Garden of Eden. 
Yeah, it'll never work. I and feel like that was actually the point of that story was to be like, don't plan shit. Right. That's the point. That shit doesn't, doesn't work. work. No. Even doesn't. if there's just two people, it doesn't work. It doesn't and work. only one of them is supposed to not do something. Dude, yep. anybody who's been married will tell you that. It's a joke. But I, that's one thing that really ticks me off is like in the streets, all the crime, the kids killing each other, it breaks people's hearts. Just legalize it all. I mean, everybody laughed at Dr. Paul when he said it, but guess what? The dude was right. He was right. And like the, the flip side of that is when you're putting all those people in prison, typically they're going to be male and you have now decimated the, the, the male population of a subculture, in this case, typically blacks. And now you have a racial group in America that already fights poverty, already fights a lack of education, and you have taken all of the fathers out. Yeah, there's well, no doubt. That was just, and, and, that oh was my the gosh, second. why is all this happening? Dude, why? that was the second blow. The first blow, it was like, that's the, <clears throat> yeah, the that was the second welfare blow. The exists. first blow was welfare for sure. Right? Yeah. So they came in to, Look how to great inner cities, mostly minorities, and said, we will help you. We know you're struggling. We will help you. You just have to divorce him. He can't live here, and we will help you. That, that's care. what they did, man. Let us take care of you. We're such good and people. I don't understand and and I mean, look this is gonna sound racist because i don't know i don't get why it's not how black people can vote democrat it's stockholm syndrome i don't it's get it either. Syndrome. your character has made you dependent on them yes it is yeah. psychological they don't have a choice it's, it's psychological yeah. They don't yeah. think they have a choice. I don't they want think this they is have the only a choice. Way. Right? They have a lot of choices, but it's a psychological game. It's the same thing that we saw Trump use, right? Yeah. Go back and look over everything he said pre-election. He uses trigger words for PTSD every third word. Yep. It's all it's psychological it's all, warfare. It's, the, it's all a battle within. That's why I talk about on that on my new album, Sovereign Soldier. I talk I say that in almost every song. It's a battle within. And it has nothing to do, it really is on ourselves to free our own minds and look at stuff like that. Like, why would they do that? Why would they take away the dads? Why would why are there 14 year olds, you know, yes, Margaret, each other that in was. The hood? why it was and, LBJ's LBJ. goal. Look. Was it was it his comment to be like it as I want to think I'm trying to remember that it was him. If I <laughs> do this, I'll have them voting this way for 50 years. Yep. Right. Yep. Look, but he, I put it way nicer. Yeah. He used the term darky on a regular basis. Johnson was known for whipping his dick out, physically removing his penis from his clothing during meetings, right? Um, listen to the shit that Erlinger had to say about Nixon, about Johnson, about I mean, he was right there. Th this was all that the Don't attack on marijuana was to keep down Hispanics. The you, attack yeah. on welfare was to keep down uh, African Americans and other minorities. Um, This—it's what it was about. This is—it's all mind control. Yeah, I mean, you could argue going back even further that the when the country was first founded and they said in order to be a vote to in order to be allowed to vote you had to own land that was targeted you had to be, as Celt. You had to be white and own land. Right. You well, had to be white and, and own land because they didn't want. To them. And right, how many because, people were considered white back then? Right, like they, right, yeah. what they didn't want was Native Americans who were already here having a vote. You had to yeah, be that's white. Exactly what you're saying. Right. That's exactly. Yep, that's they, it. They got to put. They got to make it so blacks couldn't vote. Uh, the Scottish okay. and Irish couldn't vote. Chinese couldn't vote. vote. The, oh man, the if no people don't understand like 
because everyone else kind of has their own gripe about how, how America treated them, people don't understand how bad the Chinese had it when they were immigrating. Worse than anybody. Arguably, worse than yeah. anybody. Arguably I mean, I, worse you could say Japan, the Japanese because they got those lovely the internment camps. Yeah. Everyone has a fucking argument. That is how fucking terrible our government is. Yep, everybody. Well, <laughs> there you go. It's also yeah. the reason why. Here, look, it's yeah. It's also the reason why if we're gonna have the conversation about reparations, we all need to just turn to the dude next to him, us, hand him five bucks, and call it done. Because yep. we're gonna get our same five bucks back. But every one of us comes from um, a, a culture of oppression. But hey, the same people who caused this problem are here to help in our solution. Right. And keep voting for them and, and believing aren't they the in best them. ones fit They're for so the job. Great. I know. I want to sing their song while I'm out protesting oh, against them. <laughs> Sorry, Justin, your comment's too big. So What's, I'm going to have to read what, it. What was Pro the, the, the little poem about the trees kept voting for the axes because yes. the handles were made yeah. of wood? Yeah. Yes. So. Justin says, prior to running for federal office, Abraham Lincoln was a founding member of the American Colonization Society, which privately funded a venture to purchase territory now known as Liberia, mm -hmm. which kept buying slaves and sending them back to Africa because Lincoln thought blacks didn't even belong here, even as slaves. Right. Yep. I am so shocked. Why does I, I'm so sick of the painting of him as this um, freer of the slaves, and he did oh, such a great the, thing. Of so, all the terrible presidents, that's the worst one in history. So here's the yep. deal: history is written by the victors. That's it, yep. right there. Yep. It comes down to history is written. I by recommend the everyone out there who's listening to get the book, The Real Lincoln. You'll thank us later. Yep. That book will free your mind. One of the best books I've ever read and given to tons of people. Also, take the time to uh, Google a show called Assume the Position. Um, and, and, Is that and grabbing your ankles? It, well, <laughs> essentially, that's what we do every time we accept anything that the government tells us. We assume yeah. the position, right? So yep. um, Google the show, Assume the Position. Uh, it will change your life. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it. It is almost like we're living in controlled demolition. Of course. Yep. Yep. That's a, that's a good that's theme exactly for a song. I like that. And I, good, I think yeah. it comes down to, like, the reason we're in the middle of a culture war is a culture is, a strong culture will always be stronger than a state. So in order to gain complete control over all of us, they had to break us down into weaker subcultures because that makes us easier to rule. Right, like and that. we keep falling for it. We keep falling for it. Absolutely. I like that. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, yeah. and... I, uh, everybody should be very weary of being typecasted or put into a box or labeled. I mean, yeah, I'm free. You you can't label me. I can as long as I'm not harming anyone else. I'm gonna do what I want and I'm gonna love it. You know, I have a lot of LBGT fans. I have a lot of fans who live on a farm and you know could never imagine hanging out with someone like that. But it's because my message promotes freedom for the individual. Which is freedom the, for all of us. The largest minority is the individual. The largest minority is the individual. You go, girl. That's <laughs> true. All right. So we're like, you know, we don't have to worry about our time as much because I'm not having to edit any of these because we're live everywhere. So yay! If you guys want to keep plowing on for a few more minutes, we can. Uh, we're everybody who's tuned in tonight <laughs> to watch us and to listen to us live, like we we love you. Thank you. Uh, share us with your friends. Come back. Keep listening. Thank you. Yeah, yes. And thank you guys for having me on. And thanks to everybody who's been watching. You guys are awesome. Um, ooh, sorry. Something just flickered on my screen. Um, 
what shiny object. if you could put together one show um four or five bands musical acts solo artists whatever how do uh, and i assume you're going to put yourself in there too who else do you book uh that's basically like who are the four or five bands i want people to go check out and i think they should get a pen and paper and write down because i'm dead serious about some of these names and most of them will probably be synthwave because they'll make you feel good make you feel good that's the but, kind of um, music i want to hear I'm telling you right now, write down, write down, uh, let's see, write down, write down the midnight. That's the easy one. The midnight. They are really, really inspirational. And the time cop 1983, he, he actually did a song on my second album and he tours the world time cop 1983. He'll, he'll make you feel good. Um, you would be surprised two of the artists would be local and from Indianapolis because they should be mega famous all over the world by now. And they're my friends, but, uh, Pope Adrian bless. He's on my album piece. You see behind me, he's on one of my songs. That kid is one of the baddest rappers ever to live Pope Adrian bless. And then my other buddy, Sirius black. He's in Indianapolis. They both have amazing YouTube channels. Ha, somebody saw the midnight. Yeah. Oh my God. So you know Synthwave Maggie. music. Go on, girl. Talk talk to him about Synthwave and those those feel good vibes. It's so empowering. Um, another one would probably be like uh, there's just tons. I mean, I would I would uh, I can't I can't even begin. If it's a modern artist that I'd want to do a show with that's famous, it would probably be Nas. I'd have to say I was a Nas stand forever. He's He's probably the best rapper ever to live in my book, him and Rakim. I hear a lot of people say that about him. But about I remember Nas. growing up that everyone hated him. At least everyone in my friends group. Hated Nas? Yeah. Yeah. I, we hated Jay-Z big time. <laughs> I, still I don't like Jay-Z. I still hate him. Is there a certain time period of Nas that's better than another? or is Go that to 2001 Stillmatic. His first album, Illmatic, is amazing, but when he got angry, when Jay-Z attacked him, is when you get, you get more raw and gritty, you know. I'm, right, I'm writing this stuff down. You it's more I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's more personal. It, it feels yeah. more raw and more unfiltered. Yes. And uh, DMX, I, I would probably, if there's one, one artist I could do a song with in the history of music, it would be DMX because he came from the heart. And I don't care what his problems are, what people want to say he's on crack. I don't care. He's a real human being. And in my opinion, he's done the greatest hip hop performance in the history of hip hop when he rocked the Woodstock uh, 50 year anniversary or 25 year anniversary show. 25. And it was one man on the stage with, you know, half a million people. And he had everyone saying every word. And <laughs> yeah, I met him once and it was an amazing crazy i was at a hotel and i was working the front desk and they were afraid to take care of the entourage and they called me and they told me his government name earl simmons is coming to check in and i was like oh my god and they're like you need to come into work and and, and you're gonna take care of them and i was like oh my god i'm on my way and of course <laughs> you're here to pay me i got this. yeah his entourage, right there. his entourage comes up to the front desk and he wasn't coming up 
And so I was real sad. He was right there. I, was, I just wanted to cry. This is like 2000, like right when he's mega famous, you know, and I, and um, I lived in Tampa with my friend and I missed like, we missed all our friends. And so I check him in and I'm sitting there and I look at my boss and I'm like, I don't care if they fire me. And I jump over the counter and I'm in a suit, you know, and I like turn and he looks at me and there's no one that can stop us. Like, you know, and I'm like, I just want you to know that you have helped save my life the last six months. And he turned around and he was like, that's what it's all about. That's why I do this. That's the realest shit ever. He, and he like put his hand on me and I put my hand on his shoulder. It was like the most magical moment ever. He's a, and then after the show, he came to the hotel and he played pinochle with a bunch of old white ladies in the bar. <laughs> That's awesome. He's a real <laughs> motherfucker, DMX. So they can yeah. say what they want. Jay Z ain't never doing that. None of those guys are ever doing that. He's the down to earth cat, and that's how I, 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 those are the people I want to be around. That's the that's best thing about cool. working hotels, you guys. Like, yeah, like seriously, that's the only thing I miss about hospitality is is taking care of really cool people. Yeah, and stuff the like that. Opportunities that you get to meet people that you wouldn't get to meet otherwise. Oh. That's yeah. true. And you get to see if they're really how they really are. That's yeah. a really neat story. I have seen I have seen metal musicians like they don't they don't drink. They want fresh salmon and some steamed vegetables. And they're like <laughs> laughing at the pros that are working the bar. Um, and then I've seen them in cowboy boots with thongs having fist pounding temper tantrums in my lobby. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jenny Lane. The real life. Died. I mean, the real so deal. What about you, Aaron? What's uh, you're putting together a show? What, what who are you bringing? Oh man, my my ideal show, like my dream show, would be really, really eclectic. Same. It would. It would be like like like, like no man. Like I would be a <laughs> genre jumping bitch. Like I like it. Like I would That's want. I'd want like some old school Outcast and yeah. and Kate Bush. And the clash. Yes. And maybe the dead milkman just so I could hear watching Scotty die live because that would be badass, right? And um I'd I'd have to throw in like some Alice and Chains and Smashing Pumpkins Alice and, and, Chains like, and Smashing Pumpkins. Um Crowded House and maybe even Hall and Oats. Like it would be yes. like just a good really lineup eclectic kind of ideal fucking ideally bowie like bring bowie back for one night and i don't need anybody else i love it dress and chains huge seriously mine is even more all over the place than hers i'm gonna have fish i'm gonna have fucking yeah. death metal i'm gonna have rap i'm gonna have fucking bluegrass john butler trio is gonna headline fuck yeah while. man <laughs> like anything that ever made me smile or think or yep. really feel something intensely. I would want that represented. I like it. That's that's it. That's the goal of music, real music, to make you smile and think or feel, make you feel alive. Make you feel so, and think and bring people together for sure. Yeah, yeah man. Mine, I would actually not do a music festival. I would do a renaissance fair. <laughs> yes. And my shit would be like Dropkick Murphys uh, would be the headliner. And then I just found this artist called Club... Clamavi de Profundis. Oh, dude, you need to listen to Axel the Sot. Check out Axel the Sot. I'll look for it. So there's this song that they put out called When the Hammer oh Falls, God. and it's about dwarven, uh, like a 
dwarven kingdom going off to war and it's fucking amazing wow that'd be badass um, and it's wow. like a, a chanting kind of i get down like, i like it you you can hear in the background they're sitting there banging on swords and shit it's wow. because like the the music is based around the rhythm of the hammers that are that are beating the the metal into shape <laughs> and the pickaxes that are tearing through the walls to get at the gold and all that it's like it's so cool I mean, dude, if I was doing something that was like on closes, like there are some really cool bands now, like Rainbow Kitten Surprise is a great band. Um, Bad Books and Someone Still Loves You, Boris Yeltsin, like really good bands that nobody knows about. Um, even highlighting some of those would be yeah. badass. I, I would honestly use a lot of YouTube artists that that do like, yeah. uh, oh, what's that one? They do this really good. I can find it real quick. Hang on. Where is my playlist? YouTube artists, I really like. There's a band too called Light the Light Parade. They're it's a duet. They're a duo and they're badass. They do a lot of '80s covers and maybe that's why I love them. But their original shit's cool too. There is a put a band called the Rapper. You need to put what that Matthew Rain Matthew Rain butts comment up. Uh, Second from or now third from the bottom. Uh, no, the one no. up from that. No. Oh. Go up, up, up. There, that's, that's the one. I just want to let you know that your music has helped me on this intellectual intellectual journey and saved my heart from turning cold and bitter. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Thank you. Thanks, bro. I took a picture of that. I'm going to post that on my Instagram. That's, that's awesome. why I do it. It is not easy. I go through tons of hell and turmoil, and you don't even know. That makes me want to cry. It's real. I thank you because that's my whole goal is to help people fight through it, man. I mean, you guys know people yeah. don't people don't talk about the the demons they got and the stuff they go through. And I went to bed. I still go. I still go to bed like every night for the. This is about year four, praying that I wake up or that I don't wake up in the middle of the night getting sick because I don't know what's been wrong with me, but it's been hell. And people out there go through worse and they have, you know, in the middle of the day, you know, they break down in their car. They're just sad. They got tough stuff going on at the home, the kids, their, their <coughs> spouse. It's not easy out there. So I feel you all. I'm with you. If, if it's rough, if you feel down, I'm here to tell you to not give in to the doubt and fear and don't believe in the doubt and fear that they feed you. Believe in yourself. You're stronger than you think. And you can do this. You can overcome. It's real. I think, like, we we don't understand the power of music a lot of the times. Because, like, I the, what really set me off on the, the path to libertarianism was uh, Dropkick Murphy's rendition of Johnny I Hardly Knew Ya. <clears throat> really? Yeah. Like, See, like that me... song, when, it, when, when I really, I heard it a couple times, and then the first time the lyrics really clicked, it's like, this is about... Celtic soldiers being con basically conscripted or they were so fucking poor that the military was the only way out, which mm -hmm. is something I could relate to. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're being sent off to fight a war that doesn't fucking matter for anyone but the rich oligarchs. Right. Mm -hmm. And and they're coming back and if they're coming, if they're not coming back in body bags, they're coming back missing limbs. Like that song is about someone who ends up being a fucking paraplegic. He has right. no arms and no legs by the end because he that's the he got power of music. Explosion. Yeah. And that, that that changed my political outlook because 
I was pro freedom, but I was also pro nation building too until mm -hmm. that song. Well, That's look, Metallica's awesome. one deals with that, right? Um, yeah. there's, the, we, we, we can go way, way back into the 50s and the 60s, and we're going to find songs that kind of mirror that same thing. I think for me, it, it, it was, was music in, in a big way. Um, I don't count that kind of as my defining moment, unlike most people in our party, right? Like, I did not come to the Libertarian Party from the left or the right. I was never there because mm -hmm. I lived punk culture. Um uh, punk music and, and the culture that surrounded it. Um, I was fortunate to grow up with two very free thinking parents who wanted awesome. their children to be very free thinking. So um, I listened to that shit. And so in those formative years, that's where that was coming from. Right. So I never really bought in. Um, and, and it was because I think of the music and the culture. I have that's always great. been the kid that pisses off teachers, right. That questions shit. That's just like always been me. Um, yeah, I got arrested at my first protest at 15. Like that's always been where I, where I was coming from. And I think it was because of the music. Yeah. Yes. That's great though. Shout out to your parents. My parents right? are cool. I'm jealous. My parents were very uh, conservative and all that, but they allowed my brother to have his long hair in the eighties, wear his leather jackets, get his ears pierced. And instead of them saying, go out and do whatever they said, no, your band can come here. And practice in our house so That's, at least we know you're safe and they let them yeah. go wild and then you know it was smart my they, parents they, were That's really exactly. conservative but they also homeschooled me <clears throat> and uh the big lesson was always here here's the book figure it out and yeah. I've, I've taken that figure it the fuck out yourself like mindset it. the whole way through life i like Dude, i used to get so pissed at my mom because like all my friends it's, it's time to sell girl scout cookies and their parents would do it my mom was like nah man i'm not a girl scout you know uh, projects are coming <laughs> you signed in up for this shit bitch <laughs> right like all my friends their, their parents are like really souping up their book reports right making these really cool presentation covers and my mom is like no because uh, if i do your homework you don't learn anything so you figure it out um it, like she just would not she made us do it ourselves she made us um kind of explore and if there was something you were capable of doing for yourself she was not going to step in two things to do that. that was my exact parenting strategy with alex i heard somebody say it on a talk show who wrote a couple of parenting books I don't do anything for my kids they can do for themselves. I took that and ran with it, and she's still pissed about it today. <laughs> First off, Elfie, don't fucking fact check me. I know it's missing all four of them. The song says he's an armless, boneless, legless, something, something. He's got no arms and legs. He's paraplegic. Second, I think I cut you off, Drain. I'm sorry. That's okay. So since our guest doesn't know, Elfie is his wife. That's why he's yelling at her. Like <laughs> okay, that. okay, okay. Yeah. I have to yell at her on here because she runs the household. So this is like the only power I have. Right, right. I like it. It's okay. That's she'll true. get even when we're not on, on air anymore. Oh, oh yeah. She'll she will. Me. She'll get over even. <laughs> yeah, but he'll like it. Mm. True. <laughs> Fucking way. <laughs> All right. So I think we're kind of running out of steam here. It's getting kind of late. Yeah, it's been an hour yeah. and a half. So, Blooded the Brave, tell us where we can find all of your stuff. If you go to Google or any search engine and type in Blooded the Brave, you'll find me everywhere. I'm on every platform. My website is bloodofthebrave.com. It's 
I dropped my new album and I revamped the website and it was awesome. And now it's down for maintenance. I'm transferring, but I'm on Spotify and iTunes and, but bandcamp.com is the best place to find me. I'm on SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, blood of the brave. Uh, you'll see me under Kyle Reese, those albums that you liked. If you look those up on Spotify, you have to type in Kyle Reese, but those albums are on there too. So I'm there. I appreciate y'all. Thank you. All right, All right, so uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, everyone, don't forget, uh, discount code DRUNK at NorthSpokaneCBD.com. Uh, helping them helps us. We get, we, get, we get to get some funding for our show, which we desperately need. Um, otherwise, uh, we will see you all tomorrow as Aaron's up for the tomorrow. news. Come see me for the news. And then Thursday, I got news, and then we're going in with Smoke Break. I, I don't even know who's coming in with me on with Smoke Break. I am. We, I we might have Blooded come back and do our episode with Smoke Break. That, that would, would be, be dope. Back. <laughs> that would be dope. All right. Uh, we'll see you all later. Uh, thanks for checking us out. Please share, like, subscribe, subscribe comment, all, that, all stuff. that stuff. Help us in the algorithms, guys. If you're Thank watching you. us on YouTube, we need those thumbs. Yep. Please. And not the Josh Smith thumbs. I realize <laughs> not everyone's going to get that joke. Like, don't do that kind of, that weak ass Josh Smith thumb. You, you do it strong, okay? <laughs> Fucking. Huh. Get better, Josh. I don't want you to die. I just want, want to break your thumb. Bye. <laughs> and